This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Amazing, amazing. We are here. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to That One Piece Talk. My name is Larry. My name is Seb. My name is Lawrence. My name is Lionel. And this is That One Piece Talk, where we talk One Piece. Hello, everybody. As you can see, I am the only guy in the studio today because everybody decided to leave me. But it's okay because I'm actually the man of the show. You know what I'm saying? And, um... Yeah, so the guys are not here today. Uh, Sebastian has celebrated his birthday uh, nonstop. Uh, definitely had a lot of fun over the weekend with him. Uh, Lawrence and Lionel had to take care of one of their brothers. So, listen, it's all love, and you guys are stuck with me. So, what that means for the episode uh, is it's One Piece break week. We got no, we got no chapter to talk about. So I'm going to just take phone calls all episode. I'm going to let you guys get yours off. And we're going to stay here for the next two hours and just create magic. Um, so uh, if you haven't joined our Discord, please join our Discord. Uh, if you haven't followed us on TikTok, Instagram, or haven't liked the video just yet. Yo, what are you doing? Make sure you like the video. And uh, yeah, uh, what, what does Sebastian do? We end up going over everybody in chat, right? So let's see who's in chat. We got Arwin, Jose, Brandon, Esteban, Ryonosuke, Dread, Mari Senpai, United States of Blurred, Captain Teriyaki, Speedy Davis. We got the mods in chat, Chris, Toby, Romel. We have Twilight, Kevin, The Broker, Movie Wombat, Deontay. Uh, Winston, I think I said Winston already. JT, oh, JT, you didn't want me to, to, to go live with the episode, bro. Why are you here? All right. Peanut Butter and Waivers, oh. Salah, Samurai. Uh, we, we have Cameron, yo, Red Pill, Buggy D Clown. Don't know who that is. <laughs> Tommy Hewitt. And then we have Cosmos. Uh, there's so many of you guys. I can understand why Seb says there's so many. There's literally too many of you guys. <laughs> uh, to go into the super chats, because uh, we do have some. Listen, I don't do this. I don't read the super chats. I don't do any of that stuff. So if I miss a super chat, let me know. Uh, James Hudson with the two says, hashtag Larry, the only real one. Hashtag Larry has bad takes. <laughs> Ryanosuke with the two says, no Seb CGI today either. Larry, the only real one. <laughs> They're all figments of my imagination that I summoned through uh, via devil fruit, uh, if you guys didn't know. Captain Teriyaki with the five says, best of luck with the one-man show, Larry. Much love as always. Listen, bro, thank you so much for that. I appreciate you, dog. Ryanosuke with the two says, hashtag Larry is the only one with takes. <laughs> yeah. Esteban with the two says, hi from Spain, catching my first live with you. Thank you, one. Uh, shout out to Spain. I just found out that I'm not 
like so much Puerto Rican, but I'm mostly more Spain than anything. Oh. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, thank you for catching it. It sucks that you ain't see the guys with us though. Uh, and then we got James Hudson with the uh, 10 gifted subs. Thank you so much, James Pig. I appreciate you. You always go hard in the paint for us, bro. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Everybody, can we throw some W's in the chat for Hudson for just gifting those, please? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, but for right now, we got 125 of you guys. Again, if you could like the video. If you haven't liked the video, please join our Discord again. But other than that... Yo, Steve. Yo, oh, hold on. We just got another 10 uh, from Project Iceman says, What's good, Larry? LOL. Update to my podcast binge. Just watched the top 30 characters list, and man, you and Seb were heated with dragon. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Episode 69 was really where things took off with Larry D. Clown. I don't know how I should take that. Like, should I take that as like disrespect or should I take that with love? I'm I'm still not sure. But yeah, Dragon Dragon doesn't need to be on anybody's top 30 until he actually like eats some yogurt or something like that, right? Um and then we have Strahd with the eight months consistency uh to the Yonko membership that we have on YouTube. Thank you. To everyone for being here, he says. No, thank you to you, bro. Thank you for doing that as well. Um, but other than that, uh, I think after Super Chats, let's just go on a phone call. So, Steve, phone calls. Left, less, less sound effects, Steve. But phone calls. <laughs> so, let's get it, guys. Uh, number in chat. Steve, you could actually delete the uh, pin. Yeah, yeah, you could delete that and just put the number up top. Red hair shingle. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece talk. Who are you and how are you? Larry, bro. <laughs> what do you want, bro? You know what do you want, bro? Why are you the first caller, bro? You ain't even want me to be bro, live, bro. bro. Listen, listen, hey, let me. Hey, hey, hey. I love you, bro. You do? You know, what I, you know I love you. I feel it. I, I, I wanted you to go live. I don't, I don't even know. Listen, I misread the message. I mean, I think the red <laughs> circle was, no, don't cancel it. So, just want to clear my name, you mm. know. Um, yeah. So, what's up, Good man? Good to see you by yourself. I'm getting texts. I'm getting texts from Seb right now saying I'm doing it. I'm missing it. So, <laughs> you know, they come up here. All right. So, you want a question? Yeah, what's up? All right. Which, which, uh, you know, is ending your piece? Which, you know, meeting... Slash reunion, are you most looking forward to seeing? Most looking forward to seeing, like a like between two yeah. characters. Mm -hmm. Oh man, that's a. I think we answered this one before, but um, I think it'd be really dope to see. I want to see Aokiji and Akainu meet up again. I want things to get spicy, bro. Mm. I feel like. That part of the story is so, like, left untold. And we keep getting, like, these little tidbits from both of them. Like, through through these, like, weird interactions about them finding out more about, the like, the Straw Hats. And finding out, like, you know, what's going on with the world. Or talking about, like, Yonkos. It's just, like, I need to know what happened. But most of all, I need to know if they saw each other again. Like, they popping off on each other, yo. 
Like, are we seeing, like, Punk Hazard Part 2? I would hope so. I think that would be super dope. Um, I think everybody definitely does want to see a Shanks and... Uh, I Like, I, I personally would want to see Shanks and Garp meet. <laughs> Yo, so hear me out. The reason why I also want to see them two meet is because Garp directly states that he doesn't want Luffy to be a pirate, right? Like, he just doesn't like the idea that he became a pirate. But, like, Shanks influenced him in order to be that pirate. Like, Shanks is literally the reason why Luffy is doing everything that he does. He's so influenced. So just to see them two, like, meet each other and bump heads, I wonder if Garp would swing off on him, yo. <laughs> like, yo, you did you this to my grandson. I don't know. I don't think they would square out. Probably. Maybe. No, it might be on site if we're being honest. Yeah, you think it would be on site? I think it would be on site. <laughs> but I didn't even think about that. Like, like you said, Aokiji and Akanu and then Shanks and Garp. I was thinking, hear me out, you know, this is kind of a weird one, but I'm saying Eam, Eam and Luffy. I don't know why, but I'm just, I feel like that would be a really, really weird interaction. Because, like, you know, Eam's kind of mysterious right now. Yeah. You know, we don't even know if it's a he or she, whatever. But, um... I think I don't know if Luffy would square up, you know, head of the war government, whatever. And I don't know if it would just be awkward. I don't know if Eam is, you know, weak, like a fraud as, you know, she could be. But, yeah, yeah so I think that that's who I would choose. Wait, so, like, how do you think that conversation would go? I don't, I mean, Luffy's kind of dumb. Well, first of all, it depends on circumstances. We, we, we know Luffy's kind of dumb. Like, Luffy wouldn't be, like, she like, Luffy wouldn't know who she was. But I feel like if Luffy, if Luffy actually was, like, Yo, man, this is this is like the leader of the world government type stuff. Like, like, like this is the head. This is the, you know, corruption. But I feel like Luffy. And this might this might be a crazy take, but Luffy doesn't really like hate the Navy and the world government like right now. Like, I don't think he really hates them as much. Like, when we see him gunning for characters, he hasn't gunned for any Marines yet. It's mostly been like, oh yeah, Big Mom, I'm coming for you. Kaido, I'm coming for you. Dopey, I'm coming for you. It's never been like. Hey, Akainu, you're you're on, you're on my watch list, like type thing. So yeah, I don't really know if he would really be that mad unless you know he started going crazy. Yo, I don't know. I feel like Luffy would just Luffy it out, bro. He like Eam would probably say something like very evil, and he'd be like, "Ah, right, yo, like let's fight." <laughs> he would just probably hit him. Like I don't think he would say any. Like Luffy's never been the type to like have a conversation. That's one thing I've noticed. Like he just doesn't. Yeah. He just does whatever he feels like, right? So it's like, I don't know. But that would be kind of cool though. I could see it happening, to be honest. Like yeah. he'd probably run into Emu, not knowing it was Em, and just like think it was like a regular person, and then like he just go on about his day. I feel like yeah, I think yeah, I think that's definitely. Hey, hey, low key though, you think emo, you think that uh, emo's a baddie? Do I think emu is a baddie? <laughs> yeah, like like if you were to make your predictions like right now, like <laughs> is emu like, a baddie? Well, oh man, that is a good question. That is a good question. I'm, yeah, I didn't get asked too. I didn't think it was gonna be that complicated. I was thinking like a yes or no. Like, but I don't know. It depends because we all think that Eam is probably like the oldest person in the verse at this point, right? And like we've seen Kareha. She's like what, a hundred and what, twenty one or something like that? And she's not a baddie. But I don't I mean, know. I, I'm a, you know what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no for right now. I'm gonna stick the safe route. Mm. Cause when we first saw Alvita, Alvita was busted, bro. 
but she became hot later. So I'm gonna I'm wait, bro. I'm not gonna invest. All right, bro. All right, JT. Much love, man. Appreciate you. Love you, bro. All right. Bro. Talk to you later, man. I I know there's super chat guys. I'm gonna get to it. Just give me a few. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece talk. Who are you and how are you? I'm great. I'm great. I've actually this is my second time calling in, um, and I I, I really love the podcast. Um, and oh. I have a really cool theory. Yeah, tell me. Wait, wait. What's your name? And thank you. Yeah, my name is Avi. I called in, and people did not like necessarily like my theory, unfortunately. But I'm here with a better theory. <laughs> Listen, man, not a lot of people like anything I ever say, so it's okay. But what's <laughs> up, man? Talk to me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a small theory. I think that Law is going to go to Hachinosu, um, to rescue his crew. So I think that, like with Law, when like Law lost the the his fight with Blackbeard, I think that his crew is probably going to be taken to Hachinosu with every other prisoner that Blackbeard has. And so I think that Law and Beppo are going to rescue their crew. And either it's going to be happening with all this, you know, Kobe, Moria, obviously Garp stuff happening, or it's going to happen right after when, like, it's, like, in ruins. So it'll be really interesting. I think it could be, like, it'd be really interesting to see if it's, like, a cover story or something, mm -hmm. or if it's, just like, like an... Uh, like not even like shown in the manga, but I think that's what's gonna, likely going to happen with Law. Like, like that's how Law gets back his crew because he loves his crew. Yeah. So you're saying that he's going to go to Hachinosu. He's going to link up with Garp. Possibly, possibly, or he's going to use that opportunity to third party and get his crew back. You know, because the thing is, like, I'm not sure, like, if Law would team up with Garp or if he would just go like right after and like take that advantage and just like. Hmm. get back his crewmate now that you bring that up that would be kind of interesting based on the fact that like we had a conversation between sengoku and law right and he asked sengoku what the d meant and sengoku was like yo like i don't know well we know he's probably lying it'd be very interesting if he went to go help garp and the sword members with beppo and then he tries to have that same conversation with garp and since we never really get, like, backstory too much from Garp or, like, very, like, any of the things that he knows in particular to the history of, you know, the Void Century or what the D-Clan members mean, especially since he is one and he has a son who's, like, running loose on the world threatening Celestial Dragons, it would be great to see, like, it would be great to see if we get the definition of what the D means from him, from Luffy's grandfather. Meanwhile, he's Ooh, helping fight... Great everything else so i think that would be actually kind of cool I, I think that would be like a good play on the conversation he had with sengoku who's like garp's best friend so i think that would be kind of dope i could actually see it happening i just don't know if yeah. law would be healthy enough to assist garp in any way when he goes to fight with garp yeah 100 yeah, yeah. percent. that's why i would say it could also happen like after this whole thing happened like like all oh, the entire thing is over and just like it's like ruined and like and and Law uses this chance to to go to Hachinosu while it's like still like like almost like like what happened at Marineford where you know it was destroyed and there was like almost no presence there. So I feel like I don't know like if that if it wasn't possible then maybe Law would go after you know. Yeah. So my question to you is, do you think he like Garp even needs Law's help to handle everything that's there right now? <laughs> mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Garp, Garp, like 
Garp is one of the most like underrated characters in the show, which is insane because a lot of people overrate him. But the thing is, like, I've heard people even on your podcast being like, "Oh yeah, that's the thing that Garp, you know, like Garp is the, is like trying his best with the what's it called, the Galaxy Attack he did, like at the beginning of a uh, Galaxy Impact, at the beginning of the yeah, 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 Galaxy Impact, yeah, like people saying like, oh, that was his like absolute best, but no, Garp has so much more in the bag. I think that Garp, like, I, I think that Garp even without sword probably could have could have done it. Now, this is the hero of the Marines, you know, the person that that fought uh, like one of the two people who uh, fought on Rox's or like fought Rox's crew. So I think that Garp could probably do it by himself, honestly. Damn, big ups to Garp. Listen, that's the most positive thing I've heard from a a person calling in about Garp. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Because there's been some Garp slander, bro. I just haven't, like, understood. But, listen, I, I think you brought up a very interesting idea. Like, I'm all for it now. Like, before I wasn't too sure. Because the, the question has always been, okay, where is Beppo going to take Law? We don't really know. Yeah. But if he did end up going back to Blackbeard's home base, or, I mean, I could even see him going to, like, Vegapunk's Egghead Island. Like, to a degree. I, I just don't know yeah, where Oda's going to go great. with it. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, That would be awesome to see where he goes. And remember, like, Hachinoso's in, in, in the, um, in, like, the northwest of the New World. And, and it's also interesting to know that, like, right near Hachinosu is Fishman Island. So, you know, there's, like, so many different places that it, that it could be, you know. But it'd be interesting to see what it was, you know. Yeah, you think it would be more interesting if he went to Elbaf, though? Alabasta, maybe. No, like... no, no, Alabasta, Elbaf. Oh, Elbaf. Elbaf. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I think that Shanks is already kind of at Elbaf. I think it'd be interesting. I just can't really imagine it at the moment with Shanks and Kid happening. Like, honestly, I I think it could be interesting, but like, if that Shanks and Kid thing hadn't happened, because like, I don't know. I can't imagine like both like of the supernovas like getting destroyed by Shanks. Yeah, uh, maybe Shanks leaves and then Law notices that Killer and Kid are like on the seafloor and then he like uses his power to like bring them from the seafloor back to Elbaf somehow. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only way I could see kids surviving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be cool to see if the kids survived and like stayed on the crew, like like went on like Luffy's crew or something. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, it actually would be. It would be cool to put Kid back into the story. It's, it's either that or, like, Shanks feels bad. So then he, like, swims down and just gets them and throws them up on, back on Elbaf and, like, puts them on the ship and locks them up. But Well, get, remember, like, Shanks only has one arm. He cannot swim. Bro, what? Like, I'm a, I, I don't know about <laughs> Shanks' swimming abilities after that, after the, the Sea King. We don't know. We haven't, he, we haven't seen Shanks swim. He, he was, only has one arm. He was swimming... While holding Luffy up with one arm in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> my bad. My bad. It's okay. I was like, wait, what? Going to like the bottom of the ocean, though. Like... Nah, I think he could definitely do it. I mean, people geppo under the water, right? Like, Sanji could do it. You don't think Shanks could geppo under the water? I, I, I guess maybe so. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, Anyways, but... Yeah, thank you so much for calling. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me. It was super. It was super cool to hear the feedback and everything, and 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 what you thought. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'll talk to you later. All right. Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, later. I'll call another time. Bye. Right, bye. That was good, man. Had me like pondering for real about what was gonna happen.
Damn, now I want a long Garp interaction. Yeah, we can do it again. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece talk. Who are you and how are you? Hey, it's Strahd. What's up? Hey, Strahdy. What's up, man? Hey, man. I was just calling in to say, uh, glad to see you're holding it down solo. Just giving you a little bit of support. Yeah, this is Conqueror's Hockey, I'm admitting, like right now, if nobody knows. so. Real, man. Like the numbers that we got watching right now, holding it down solo is what we used to pull when there's like three or four people in the studio. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm all of them combined, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling you, man, we got to get the cardboard cutouts. Yeah, yeah, I that would have been such a great idea to have cardboard cutouts of all of them. And then I'm like talking to myself looking mad crazy. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm like Will Smith and I am legend yelling at them uh the what is it the mannequin? <laughs> oh god. Yeah, what was that mannequin's name on the bridge? I can't remember. The one that moved. I want to say Jeff, but it's definitely not. But that's just like It's probably not. <laughs> well, what's up, Strad, man? Talk to me. Not much, man. Just home off the road got like a week to myself but oh, you, I'd, you know come in moderate oh yeah you just wanted to hear my voice that's mass sweet bro it's been a minute man you won't take my two dollars or read my super chest <laughs> yo y'all be abusing the two bro y'all be making us yeah, read and we can't get through the pod bro hey man it's agenda piece <laughs> well i won't take up too much time man yeah, all right. Listen, Straw, thank you for calling, man. I appreciate it. Yo, don't work too hard. Yeah, I've also got a, a sick animal here, too. So I just want to call and get a little bit of support. But uh, yeah, man. I hope Let somebody better. else talk. I'm sure there's some theories out there. Yeah, definitely. But thank you, man. Hope the, hope the little guy gets better. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. I'll catch y'all later. All right. Later, bro. All right, bye. Look at that. Showing the love. Thank you. I appreciate that. I really do. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece talk. Did somebody hang up? No, I didn't hang up. Oh, there he goes. Wait, Strahd. Wait, this is still Strahd? No, this is Pig. Oh, Pig! What's up, Pig? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so much like Strahd, sitting at home off the road. Hey, yeah, listen, man. Relax. Don't go too crazy. Oh, I never go too crazy, man. What's up, Pig? Thank you for the 10 gifted as well. Hey, man, glad to do it. Glad to do it. Can't believe I finally get a call through and you're the only one there. Hang <laughs> a bad takes himself. <laughs> Yo, Pig, come on, bro. I be having some good takes, bro. Dude, you've been on a roll for like the last six months. I'm just trying to keep you humble. <laughs> uh, what's up, Pig? Talk to me. What questions you got? Well, the question I'm going to throw at you today is I've been seeing a lot of theories on who M is lately, especially after 1084, with people thinking that it's actually Lily Nefertari mm -hmm. and that she's had the immortality surgery done to her. I want to know what your take is on that. Do you think it's Lily? Like she turned to grab power? Um, I wouldn't. I, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. I feel like Oda could go in so many different ways. And uh, like last episode, when we were talking about the chapter, I was saying that if it is Lily Nefotari, she's probably uh, using some type of time devil fruit 
Um, and the reason I said that was because if this is the same person from 800 years ago, that would definitely explain it. And since Alabasta has a very Egypt-like setting, and obviously there's like sand around, then most likely she has the power of time, which sometimes hourglasses have sand in them. So maybe it's like an hourglass, hourglass devil fruit, or maybe like, I don't know, something of that nature. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I, I'll tell you the truth. I would really like it to be somebody we don't know yet. Um, that because Emu just appeared out of nowhere. I don't I don't know if Emu was always planned. I know that it was probably like insinuated that there might be someone even further above all of them. I just don't know like what that necessarily means to the story if they're uh, knowable or just somebody super new. So I, I think I'll be satisfied with anything that Oda gives us at this point, as long as it adds more mystery and interest to the story. But I don't know. How about you? Do you have any thoughts on this? Like, what's your thoughts? I don't personally think that it is a uh, Queen Nefertari. I don't have a solid idea of who it could be based on what we've got. But I'd, my personal headcanon for it at this point is that it was one of the original D-Clan members. Or somehow, or they were somehow very closely related to the ancient kingdom in Joy Boy, mm -hmm. and just kind of butt heads. That's and very interesting they've, too. They've seized power and have called the D Clan the enemy of gods, or whatever. I think that would be is, amazing. Yeah, I I like the idea, or I like to think that the whole immortality thing—they've been trying to hold on to the power for all this time. Or it could just be a title passed down through a family, much like you would have with a standard monarch anyway. Mm -hmm. So it may not be somebody who's 800 years old, but it's the one family that actually knows the truth and they have the one successor. You know, it's crazy. I'm about to throw uh, I just thought of a dope theory, and I don't think I've heard it from anybody else. I think that most likely Emu is a D-Clan member. But a specific D-Clan member. Usually we always talk about like the, the, the goals, the, the Zebex, and you know, that, of that nature, right? Like the, the monkeys. What if it's the waters? Because Law himself said that his name was basically an alias. Like it was a hidden name. Like, like, the re they, like his water is a hidden alias of a name. So it would be interesting because we've always said that Eam might be the rain god but also can like their name also suggests like a water god of some sort and it would be very interesting to know that maybe this is a d clan member that has survived through the fountain of youth and through that it was because of water itself that kept her or him alive for so long but they might have been the one clan member out of all of the D-Clan families that we know of, which are, I think there's like seven of them in total, that happened to betray the ancient kingdom. Like, they were the family that betrayed everyone. So when Law probably spoke to Sengoku and asked what the Ds meant, but he told him what his actual name was, he probably freaked out a little bit, not because of the D, but also because of the water. So it'd be very interesting to see if Sengoku knows anything about Im or even... A Kainu at this point, right? Like, what if the fleet admiral position does know something about Eam? 
Like, what if they do? Because, like Lawrence said last episode too, the Gorosei are not the only people that know Eam exists. There's also that one person that was very silhouetted when they called for Eam to gather with the Gorosei. So we know there's more than one person um, and more than the Gorosei. So it'd be very interesting to see if maybe maybe Law's family is probably, he's probably the descendant of a traitor of the ancient kingdom. I would say he's either the descendant of a traitor or perhaps the the water clan is a, a family of holy knights. That'd be interesting too. Or the god knights or whatever you want to call them. And maybe <laughs> his father just got disillusioned much like uh, Don Quixote, uh, Do Flamingo's father, and kind of took off to try to help the world and Instead of announcing, hey, I'm a celestial dragon or god knight, I'm just, I'm here to help as a doctor. Yeah, and it may, and you know what's crazier too is because they're a family of doctors. So the other doctor that we know of in the show that's lasted, she's the oldest person in the world, is Kureha. So it's like if we can, and then Law's Devil Fruit is the, the, the Opi Opi no Mi, which grants them perennial youth. So, I mean, I feel like there's dots to connect, but I don't know if that's necessarily true, you know, but that would be very interesting. That's again, I'm just thinking of these ideas and you guys are just like coming in and giving them to me. So that'd be crazy. Would you, would you be upset if it was like rocks? <laughs> would you I, I feel like too many people put too much stock into rocks. All we know is he, is he got whooped in God Valley and he had three of the four emperors on his crew, which ex- which I think may have just been a retcon to explain how they all knew each other, why Kaido and Big Mom were so friendly and would form an alliance. Yeah, that'd be crazy, though. Imagine he's just chilling. <laughs> yeah, it's just rocks in this whole time. It's like, man, I told these kids and they just couldn't get along. What? What? Hold on. I'll bring up another idea for you, Pig. Before we let right. you, before I let you go, would you be upset? Right? Would you be upset if Eam was actually a zombie that had Gecko Moria's uh like a like um it's 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 Lily Nefeltari's body, right? But whoever was the king of these 20 ancient kingdoms that took down the ancient kingdom, right? They were the leader, but just hidden. And then somebody with Gecko Moria's shadow uh, fruit took their shadow and put it into uh, a dead Lily Nefeltari. And they're just living in her body, but they're like acting according. That's why they're always like in the dark. and so- No, because Pangea's room, she's in the light. There's like sun, there's like flowers and stuff in there too. All right, never mind. I have no guarantee that it's natural sunlight. And it's like a callback to Hogback. I'm pretty sure the zombies were able to go into the sunlight, but it's the people whose shadows were taken that couldn't. Mm -hmm. So maybe whoever had their shadow taken is locked up in the vault or whatever, and that's that's the actual treasure (laughs) of Marijuana that Todo Flamingo knows about. Yeah. It's it's the the bodies that, so it don't wither away, the shadow won't either. And provides the shadow the ability to rule. You know what's crazier too is that you remember when we saw the straw hat in that chamber that Emu went down to? Yeah. I've always said that 
there might have been the Joy Boy candidates' bodies that were kept from who Emu thought the light should have been taken away from. And they kept them in those 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 catacombs. But we only saw the straw hat. But if you look at in that panel, there's like six uh, columns that Emu could have entered into. So if there's like a body in each one, and then that person just uses those bodies over time and just kept them, that would be crazy. It would be like some Orochimaru type of thing, though. It would. I I don't think there'd be a lot that would disappoint me when it comes to uh, the emu reveal. Uh-huh. I think the only one that I'd be disappointed by is, oh, this is Luffy's mom. Yeah. I think that one would probably upset me a bit because I don't like the trope of the, of the whole, hey, this kid is destined to be the big hero just because of he was born. Like, these are his parents, so he's going to be the hero. I hate that trope. Yo, I'm going I'm to keep it a buck. If it's Luffy's mom, I'm dropping the show, bro. I'm ending the pod. I'm ending the pod, bro. I've been watching it for 25 years, man. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm ending the pod, bro. I'm telling everybody we quit. We giving all Super Chats back. <laughs> like, what? Like, we don't deserve this, bro. Like, I think that would be so... So, the, so one of the things that I don't like about Star Wars and about, like, Harry Potter... Is the fact that there's so much family ties to everything that's important that happens in the unit, like the universes of those uh, those verses. I've never been a huge fan because it's like always the Skywalkers that are leading the whole space, reuniting or destroying. Like it's always them. I would hate if it's just always the monkeys or Luffy and his parents. It would be so whack to me. Yeah, there's so many families in the D clan that the D clan I can. I can get on board with and understand, but just just having it be the one specific family, yeah, that that gets old quick. I'm right there with you. Yeah, but yo, pig man, I appreciate you finally getting through, man. I know it's hard. Yeah, I, I'm honestly a little surprised I got through. Glad I did though. Yeah, I'm glad you did too. Here. Listen, I'm glad you kept trying, bro. I know you've tried a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. but oh, much love larry yes much love pig thank you thank you for you hey. yep thank you man later all right have a good night <clears throat> all right let's do another one steve let's do it hey what's going on this is larry from that one piece talk who are you and how are you yo what's up it's real okay Ria Nosuke, what's up, man? How are you? Yeah, what's up, Mary? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm actually having a pretty good time without the guys here. I'm not going front. Oh, yeah, no, this is really dope. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's cool just to see you just, like, one-on-one talking with the fans. It's really nice. Yeah, it feels pretty good, too. I feel like there's, like, a lot of interaction going on. The conversations are flowing so good. Yeah. Don't I ruin that, it. Uh... Don't ruin it, Ria Nosuke. No, I got you. I got you. <laughs> I saw that, um, what's it called? That figure you got in the back, the One Piece figure with Luffy, I got that one, and I see you lost the stick just like I did. All right, so funny thing about that, we didn't, we didn't, that's not ours. It's Marv's. <laughs> he, he was like, yo, I'm going to just get a One Piece statue, basically kind of like for him, but for also us. So I was like, oh, thank you, bro. Uh, I see, okay. Yeah, yeah I didn't All even right. know there was a stick that went with that. <laughs> but what's All up, right. man? Well, my theory uh well first i gotta start off with the question 
Yes. Do you think the Lunarians had something to do with the God Valley incident? The Lunarians. Mm. Yeah. That is a very great question. Um, the reason why I think that is because I think the question that I've had in my mind since we saw the Lunarians was this is the most hyped race in One Piece we've ever heard about. They have so many accolades being super strong, being super durable, being able to survive in any environment. And they can fly. They can do anything. They have fire. It's like if there was a whole people, a whole village of just kings <laughs> and they were literally on top with a fortress that people had to really like go up to and fight it's really hard to do things like that so for me it's like how did we take out the lunarians like that's always been the question how did we take out this monstrous force of people who just seem very unbeatable don't know so um mm -hmm. To, to bring that up to your question, like, I don't know, man. Like, it's always been super interesting to me. All right. What about well, you? This, I kind of do. This might be a cool theory. I'm not dead set on it, but my reasoning for saying this also ties into God's Knights as well. So what got me thinking this is the fact that Whitebeard said that there, there was a kingdom of gods on the red line before Mary Joie. Mm -hmm. This is obviously the Lunarian kingdom, but what happened to it and them, because they both just kind of disappeared well what i think is that rocks try to conquer or eliminate the lunarian kingdom as his last step to becoming king of the world and he could have been successful until garp roger and the god's knights who we know are celestial dragons and remember celestial dragons are very integral to god valley as well so i think the celestial dragons garp and roger were the ones that got in rocks way but why take over the kingdom and why did the kingdom just dis disappear well what i think happened is the reason Rocks wanted to take over the Red Line was because of the certain national treasure that was alluded to by Don Quixote do Flamingo. Do, uh, do Flamingo specifically said that this treasure could shake the world and that he could use it to become king of the world. After successfully beating Rocks and protecting the national treasure, the Marines, the Pirates, and God's Knights all agreed to give the land to the Knights because they've protect, been protecting the land for who knows how long and allowed them to protect the national treasure and the new and stated capital, this, um, uh, Mary Joie. That completely wipes off the kingdom of the gods, i.e. God Valley, off the map and replacing it with Mary Joie. So are you saying that they used... What? So how did they take them off? So what I'm saying is rocks. During the God Valley incident, rocks kind of tried to either eliminate all of the Lunarians and or take control of them so he could use the national treasure. Mm. And he was almost successful, but God's nice, Garp, and the Marines all got in his way right before he was able to do it. And then at the end, when uh, they just, when they beat Rock, uh, they replaced God Valley with Mary Joie, which is why it completely got wiped off the face of the map, why no one knows anything about it, because it just got replaced. Mm. And that's why they have the national treasure in the red line as well. Okay. I think I see what you're saying. That would be interesting. I mean... Jeez, man. I love rocks like yeah, feet. <laughs> Just make up rocks feet and I'm good for it. <laughs> how I explain this, but I, I have like an entire like paragraph I can send it to you later to like fully explain what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But like I don't really explain it that well. No, I, I get what you're I get what you're basically kind of saying. Um, 
it'd be very interesting to see if rocks would do that I just want to know, like, the motivations behind Rocks. I think he's, like, one of the most interesting characters in the show right now. Just speaking in terms of, like, why go to God Valley, right? Like, what's there? And if you're, if what you're saying is true, and he did conquer these people, and then Garp and Roger had to show up and, I guess, defend them? You're saying, like, the Lunarians yeah. fought with Garp and Roger against uh, the Rocks Pirates, right? Well, I'm not saying they fought with him. I uh -huh. think what happened is Rox was there before Roger and Garp even got there okay. in, the, in the God's Night. But since Rox was with his crew and they were so powerful, I think they were able to at least take out some of them. Because remember, the Lunaris are almost extinct. Yeah. We don't know how many there are left. We know Albers there. So there, there was probably a fight at God Valley before, uh, before Garp and Roger got there. And maybe mm. he almost took out the Lunarians, or he tried to assert them and take control. Well, the Lunarians got taken out when uh, eight hundred years ago, basically. Was it eight hundred years ago? Yeah, yeah. So they they got taken out. So basically, the Lunarians were the ones that lived where Medi uh, Joel was at. And then when it got when they took all the Lunarians from there and they left, we we can't even say they got extinct, right? Because King is still alive and somebody had to birth him. Mm. But overall, they no longer lived on on top. It was replaced by the Celestial Dragons. So, I mean, I don't know where King was found, to be honest. I don't think they've ever mentioned that. But it would be uh, interesting. They were uh, experimenting on him. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, man. It's interesting to think about. I would say that. I wonder. Man. Yo, just keep making rock feats up, bro. Just keep making rock feats, bro. That's all I need. I just want things to just keep throwing people's faces, bro. That's really what I want. So, so about the this is the last thing about the rocks being a buggy like character. Oh my god! I don't think that's true whatsoever. I don't think that's true whatsoever. <laughs> Listen, real Nosuke, you have great hair, so I know that you don't think that, okay? Like, it just, you would have buggy hair if you thought that. And you don't. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah, but thank you, bro. I appreciate the call, Ryo Nosuke. Also, and the Super Chats. Yeah. Well, don't mention it, bro. It's only $2. It's fine. Listen, man, anything is a thank you from me. So, thank you, bro. I got you, bro. All right. All right. Well, have a good one. Enjoy your stream. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Peace. My boy Rio had me going in a circle. I had to recheck the library in my mind. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece talk. Who are you and how are you? Hey, what's going on, man? It's all all Kage here, man. AKA Leo. Hey, what's uh, up, Leo? You know, How's it going, bro? Pretty good, pretty good, man. I still don't think Luffy out here fighting ones, but, you know, it's cool. Wait, you said Luffy ain't what? Luffy ain't fighting Blackbeard with ones. With ones? What you mean? He gonna need more than one person? Yeah, we, we talked about this last time. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> and, nah, you, I was just about to and you know the answer, so you, you know you bugging, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my, my question is for you. Yeah. Is Do, do you hate Blackbeard? No. Okay. Do you feel like um, Blackbeard, uh, Blackbeard's origin story is going to make you feel uh, sympathetic for him more? 
No. No. There's no. no. There's no back. No, no what do you, hold on, hold on. What, what do you mean by sympathetic, though? Which way? Which kind of sympathy are we talking, though? Where, where, where he seems like justified in your eyes. Justified? No. Yeah. No. 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 The the reason. All the things are around. Listen. The the reason why is because truly, bro, like. I'm Ace. Like, anything that Ace did in the show, I would have done in real life. Like, I'm the same type of person. And I don't, like, 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 I forgot. We were at a party and something happened to Seb. And I was like, yo, like, I ain't really mess with that. I was like, yo, don't talk about him like that. Like, in front of the dudes, I was like, yo, don't do that. Like, I had an Ace versus a Kainu moment. <laughs> so, it's like, I, I don't think I could ever justify whatever Blackbeard does. But it'd be very interesting like, I think Blackbeard's character is very interesting in other ways than what people think about him. And, for example, a lot of people think that Blackbeard's interesting because he has this way of scheming around and doing things and earning uh, strength that's not necessarily him actually earning it, right? Like, he doesn't face the odds in order to earn anything. He just go against the... He goes with whatever he can gain at a certain point that gives him the highest chances of obtaining it, Right. For me, I think the bigger question right now for Blackbeard and his character is, is him or Luffy better for the world? And I think not enough people talk about that. I think a lot of people get caught up in what he is right now. But um, it's like these two individuals, which I brought up before, are very dangerous. They don't really care about anybody except themselves. And they just believe in freedom. But too much freedom can be a very bad thing, right? Like too much freedom in either way can be a bad thing. So who are we going to be satisfied with at the end of the show? Are we going to be more satisfied with Blackbeard and his freedom? Or are we going to be more satisfied with Luffy and his freedom? Because either way, they're both bad to me, but it's now picking the two lesser of two evils. And I think that's the philosophical question we're going to start asking ourselves at the end of the show. It's yeah, like, do we want Luffy to win? Like, I think that's the best question that Oda, Oda could give us. Do we want Luffy to win? If so, what do we gain from that? Makes sense. I don't know. All right. But I don't hate Blackbeard, bro. I like Blackbeard. Oh. I just hate his fans. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't like his fans. They're, they're very much Marco fans. They're kid fans. They're, uh... What do you have? Marco? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, bro, Marco fans are crazy bad, bro. They're crazy, bro. They're bad. Um, and then the last the last thing I'll ask is uh for um I know you say that uh uh Blackbeard is the the joyway of the the dusk. Of the dusk and then Luffy is the joyway of the dawn. Mm -hmm. Um and that they'll ultimately have to team up in the end for I think the symbolization that kind of backs that for you is uh, the fact that Luffy is always uh, seen behind the moon or in front of the moon. Yes. So he's the sun god and he's sitting in front of the moon and uh, the moon is pretty much a reflection of the sunlight. Um, I, I think that the visual uh, that Oda gives out is actually uh, that in particular. Like an eclipse? Yeah, pretty much like a... Uh, uh, because you have the sun god uh, standing in front of the standing in front of the moon, not the sun, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I, I think that 
shows that they'll have to work together uh, in the end as like foreshadowing. You know, it'd be so cool that you just said that if they did that, you know how they say you can't look directly into an eclipse because you'll go blind. Well, we've always seen Eam with just the eyes. So yeah. what if the eyes, as everybody's always hypothesized that Mihawk has like sort of the same eyes too, that these eyes are a special trait of that certain person and they do extraordinary powers. Like it sounded like they like Eam has the Sharingan. <laughs> but you end up blinding Emu in that instance and then they just beat Eam. That'd be cool too. I could see like the symbolism behind it because Oda has always done things like that regarding like the moon and the sun. So that's very interesting. I never thought about that either. You guys are making One Piece better today. Just like, you know, for once. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, still don't think, I, don't, I still don't think he's fighting them with one, but you know, you can't agree or disagree. Listen, man, you're bugging, bro. You got to understand how much he's really a bum, bro. <laughs> Yo, I understand that. But if he takes every devil fruit, you know <clears throat> that'd be cool i would like that he's just gonna be one you, for all no all for one yeah he's gonna be all, all for one. one yeah yeah do you do you think the ultimate test would be him taking luffy's fruit and because he has no imagination in terms of uh the free spiritness mm -hmm. um so he doesn't really know how to use it and luffy just claps him with uh hockey which is the epitome of hard work That's a great question. I don't know if I would like it or not. Just because I don't know. I don't think I would like that. I'm I'm still deciding on how I don't know. I honestly don't know. I was going to say something but like I I kind of just threw it away cuz I don't know either. But it would be it'd be weird like if he was able to take his devil fruit. I mean the the, the whole thing for me is like with when it comes to devil fruits, I'm I'm a firm believer that the devil fruit chooses you, and it's crazy because uh, Parvision came out with this video about Blackbeard that's like an hour long, and I watched it, and I disagreed with a lot of it. But there was one interesting thing he said about the yami yami. He said that he like me and him saw eye to eye that devil fruits ultimately choose the person that they want to be eaten by, right? But he believes that the Yami Yami actually tested Blackbeard before he was to eat it. And the reason why he thought that, Parr said, is because the Yami Yami didn't go to Blackbeard. It went to Thatch. But in order to obtain the fruit, the fruit tested him by saying, are you willing to murk your brother in order to obtain this type of power, in order to obtain me? And then Blackbeard did so, and then the fruit chose right because Blackbeard was a person that was willing to do something like that, which would fit the darkness of that fruit. You know what I'm saying? And it's a completely okay. opposite take with Luffy's fruit, who's supposed to represent like the sun god, because Luffy ended up finding it in a chest with his, his uh, most influential person in his life, who he respected and wanted to be like and wanted to join his crew and he eats the fruit on mistake where blackbeard ate his on purpose so it's like these fruits i think at the end of the day do they do choose you you just have to be willing to go that necessary step to go further if that makes sense okay no that make, it definitely makes sense yeah um, 
the only thing I would have to add to the to, to that like last theory of him taking Luffy's fruit is inadvertently that would give Luffy what he wanted the most is uh being able to sail and being able to swim. Mm-hmm. Um, because Luffy isn't free yet is being able to uh swim. Uh, I think Luffy's over swimming now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I don't think he cares about swimming at all no more, bro. I'm gonna be honest. He's like, yo, I'm cool. He don't even take showers. <laughs> like, he's like the stankiest one out of all of them, besides what? Jinbei, because he's a fish. That is not fish racism, by the way. I'm just saying, he probably does stink. But it's like, I think he, what, takes a shower like every two weeks or something like that, from what they said? So. <laughs> Yeah, man, that was great. That was a great question, though. Thank you for asking that. No worries, man. Good stuff. Thank you. Yeah, but listen, uh, please call again whenever you get the chance. Throw some more. Throw some more stuff at me, man. All right, we'll do. See All right, time. brother. Talk to you later. All right, bye. Peace. Yo, Steve. After this call, we'll do sponsor, and then I'll do super chats after that, and then we'll go back into this. But not right now. Like in after this call. All right, let's get it. <clears throat> no calls yet? Oh, you guys are not calling. Oh, there you go. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from That One Piece Talk. Who are you and how are you? Hey, man, it's DJ, first time caller. Uh, fucking, oh, shit. I can't oh, you can't. DJ, no cursing. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry about that. Uh, no, it's cool. Thank you for calling up one. And, you know, I appreciate you, bro. I um I started watching uh, I'd say about a couple of months ago from the break I saw you guys on YouTube Shorts and um, mm-hmm. saw a lot of a lot of different conversations and um, actually brought me to the qu- the question I have for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I saw a lot of mention about uh, Black Blades and um, all Fraud Hawk Watch and all this stuff, but um, do you what, do you think that Zoro will end up blackening his blade and if so, which blade? Do you think he will black it? This is a very good question. Because I think everybody, like 90% of the One Piece community, is going to say yes to this. Because one, they're huge Zoro fans. But two, they just believe because Zoro holds such importance on the story that he's just going to get it no matter what. Like, he's a main character. It'd be very interesting if he didn't. I would say that. Like, if he didn't, we still don't know how, like, Black Blades are like made right like we the only person we've yeah. known of that that has had them is ryuma with shisui and uh mihawk with yoru mihawk didn't from what we have confirmation wise it's not confirmed he made yoru black he just has a black blade which is interesting yeah. right so it's like what if we find out that mihawk never turned yoru black like how do we obtain this black blade it would be very interesting if that question was answered in Wano, but considering that Wano wasn't written to the best, uh, I can say that we kind of missed out on that. But if Zoro yeah, did totally turn agree. his blade black, it'd be the one that Kuina uh, gave him, the one that he always holds in his mouth, the white one. I think it's called the Ichu, Ichiji Wan, Wandi? Wado? Something like that. Ichimanji Wano Ichimanji, I believe. Yes, yes, yes. That one. It's the um, white one. It's the one that Queen yeah, gave him. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree with that. I agree with that. Because what what better poetry is that to turn the the person's sword that you respected and loved into a black blade? 
Yeah, man, I think that would be crazy if, if Oda did something like that. And um, along the same line, um, do you think that Sanji in the future would ever acquire more Rokushiki skills, any of the six powers? Because he, he, like, mm-hmm. already has, like, Moonwalk, and, um, and and we've seen, like, Iron Body is basically just hockey, armament hockey. Yeah. Do you think he would ever, uh, like, acquire, like, Shave or, like, Paper House? I mean, he's he's kind of past shave at this point when he like disappears and turns invisible with his speed. Uh, yeah, what I would, that, but that's what the mask or with the soba mask, isn't it? The raid suit. No, he could do it without the raid suit now. I mean, uh, he he can't like bend the light around him to turn him invisible and just stand still. He has to like literally go so fast that you can't see him. Oh, so he basically is doing shave <laughs> when he does that. Basically, I would really like for <laughs> this is gonna sound OP, but I would like for Sanji to have the Rokugo Rokugun where uh Luchi puts both of his fists in the middle and like shoots that airwave. Imagine Sanji doing that with just his kicks, <laughs> Ooh, or like um, like an upgraded Tempest kick kind of thing. Yo, that would be so crazy for Sanji to start sending like Tempest kicks but also Rokugan kicks. That would be yeah. nuts, bro. I think I think there's so many levels that Sanji could keep leaping towards, to be honest. I think he could just I think he could go even higher than he is right now for sure. I don't even think like Definitely. Like 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 let's say he never gets Conqueror's hockey, which I'm okay with. And if he does get it, I'm okay with too. But if he was just to not get it and just keep getting stronger with armament and diving into these weird techniques, man. Like, even him having, like, Rio to a different degree would be crazy. It could definitely, it would definitely be wild for him to get stronger. Like, like when you say to a different degree, like, you mean, like, Rio without, like, this, the color of the Supreme King? Yeah, or he could do something like what Sai does. You remember when Sai kicked, uh, uh, what's this guy's name? How did I forget his name? Don Chin Zhao. When he kicked Don Chin Zhao and took his horn away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if he can do something like that. Like, that's like a real type of attack, too, that Sai does. Because they use, like, a special move with, like, vibrations and stuff like that. If he could do something like yeah. that. He's doing it with fire. But if he can add on to it more, he can become a serious threat to anybody in the show. Definitely. Especially if his, um, if his fire, like, say, like, in the future, his fire turns blue. Like, I, I know that in the in the... In the uh, anime, they they like to they like to do a lot of extra stuff, but in the in the manga, maybe if they like like um, explain or like like put it into detail that he ha- has blue flames, mm-hmm. that could be like a new feat. So he did uh, turn it blue in the manga. They they confirmed it on uh, a volume cover. It was blue. That's where it was blue first. That's where the anime got it from. Uh, okay. Okay. I would love to see, because the only other person that we've seen with fire turn in a different color was Ace. He did it with his fireflies against Blackbeard. He turned them green. I would love to see Sanji tapping into, like, other colors. And then it gets confirmed that higher, like, these other colors are stronger flames. Yeah, that would be really interesting. Yeah, that would be wild, actually, seeing Sanji with, like, like, a green flame on one leg and a blue flame on another. And he's just like kicking you in unison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be so wild to look at. That'd be fun though. That'd be fun to watch, especially since his fighting style is so good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
But listen, man, thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Seriously. It's yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Nah, no problem. Thank you. Appreciate you. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Alright, let's do the sponsorship and then we'll get we'll do super chats and then we'll get back to calls. Alright? Guys, we're gonna do sponsorship. So give me a little bit. This episode is sponsored by Better Help. Have you been struggling lately? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, difficulty with a relationship, or just struggling from low self-esteem. Listen, I've been there. We've been there. If so, then today's BetterHelp wants to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your own convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapists network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire, simple as that, to help assess your specific needs. And then you get matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. I happened to sign up at one point regarding my confidence issues. Next thing you know, my confidence issues are not issues anymore. I'm doing pretty well in that area. You can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Special offer goes out to all that One Piece Talk listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash T-O-P-T. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash T-O-P-T. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Okay, so before we get back into calls, I'm going to do our Super Chats, okay? So what I'm going to do, just so you guys know, Super Chats now, calls, and then pretty much probably like the last 10 minutes, I'll probably do the Super Chats again, all right? Uh, so we have Red Hair Shankdom with the two. He says, now we could finally learn if Larry can solo T-O-P-T. <laughs> <laughs> I always could. Uh, the broker with the five, he said, wanted to say hi to you, Larry, and to thank everyone for their kind words in Discord today. I will do my best to call in today despite the morphine. Broker, what is going on, bro? I did not go into Discord. I'm so sorry. I don't know anything about this. I hope you're feeling well. Then we have a 10 from uh, Cameron baldwin been listening on spotify for a month thanks for keeping me sane at work hashtag buggy gang <laughs> bro every time i read buggy gang it makes me a little bit more insane um jt with the five jt thank you he says shout out to the man the myth the mod toby <laughs> bro just graduated w's in this chat to the man's future success yes toby did just graduate <laughs> He is our mod within Discord, so shout out to Toby. Uh, another five from Ryonosuke. He said, yo, I called and I had someone ask me about what I was going to be calling about, and then they just hung up. Is that Steve or what? Right number two? Uh, that is Steve, and that was the right number. Hold on. Oh, you probably called the wrong number, Ryonosuke. <laughs> That's the right number, bro. Uh, another five from James Pig Hudson. 
Uh, he says, hashtag Marco Mafia watching you, Larry. Also, funny how this one week Marv isn't here is the one week my call gets through. Cue the X-Files music. <laughs> it is so funny. Killer Comedy TV. 10 gifted subs. Arigato. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And then $2 from Strahd says, Lur, keeping Seb's spirit with us via Fishman hate. <laughs> that was for my Jim Bay smells bad comment. Listen, bro, he, he, he does smell bad. He's a fish, bro. Like, you're going to be upset if you smell some sardines while getting food. Uh... Caleb Brown with the one month to Nakama. Thank you so much. He says, Larry, why do you think Blackbeard is keeping Moria alive? I don't know. I think Blackbeard is not a wasteful person. I think anytime he sees something that he can possibly gain, he won't waste it. Like he's just not going to eliminate anybody at the expense of just eliminating them. Like, he needs a solid reason as to why he wouldn't benefit from a living. Like, why he would benefit, like, wouldn't benefit from keeping them alive in order to do so. So, I don't know. I really don't know. Also, Moria needs to man up, bro. Anyway, that looks like that's all the Super Chats for now. Uh, Steve, let's put back up the number and start taking calls again. <clears throat> Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece talk. Who are you and how are you? Hi. Hey, what's going on? My name is Chris. Hey, nice to meet you, man. How's everything? Well, you know, uh, this is my first time calling in. I really watched you on YouTube one day, and I saw you looking at your boy about uh, the whole life situation and kids. I love kids, but he wants to make a change. No matter how you cut the kick, he wasn't doing it. Just not his slice. No hold matter on. how you look at that case, Hold on, hold on. Say that again. You keep cutting in and out. I said I was listening to you when you was talking to your man about kid and how he was in the stinks and he got a chance. He got this. He wasn't cutting the case. We love the guy, but he wasn't cutting that case. Oh, yeah, but yeah, But my yeah. theory is what if the Lunarians were the or the Centurions the Lunarians came up maybe people of Skypea because the White Wings and Dark Wings maybe the White Wings are more of a looted version of the Lunarians because like you said hard times make soft men hard times make hard men and they fixed it so oh, I can't even get the words out words basically is what if Skypeans were descendants of the Lunarians um I, I don't agree with it, and I'll tell you why. And I think you'll probably like it better. I think there was a race war that happened on the moon. Um, yeah, so on the moon, Anel saw these hieroglyphics, and it showed three winged people. It showed the Birkins, the Skypeans, and they showed, uh, what's the third one? The Shandorians. Uh, just based on what they were wearing and the shape of their wings, right? 
So the only people that weren't shown there were the Lunarians. Now, it could mean that the Lunarians were already on the Blue Sea living on the Red Line where Medijoa is currently at, right? Like, it could mean that. But we've known that racism does exist for people such as, like, the fishermen just because they look different, even though they're, like, kind of humanoid. And I think that when we looked at the hieroglyphics as well, there was no, you know, dark-colored people. There was just these three lighter colored people with lighter wings. Um, and the thing is, too, with that, the city that that moon has is called uh, the Burka. Like, it's called Burka, like the Burka moon city. And right. um, it'd be very interesting to learn that the Burkins were probably like celestial dragons, where they thought lesser of the Lunarian race to a degree, even though they were stronger physically. The same way fishmen are stronger than the celestial dragons or even humans in general. They're like three times stronger, ten times stronger overall, like every fishman to a human. Water. Yeah, so it'd be crazy to see if the Lunarians had that war with the other Shandorians, Skypeans, and Birkins, and they just left. They were like, yo, we don't need to stay on the moon. And they just left to the red line. And they brought the red line with them? No, no, no. The, the red line was just there, and they just landed there. So I, they, it would be cool to see if they just left. They were like, all right, you can have the moon. Like, that's it. Like, we're good. We're gone. Because the Lunarians could... The Lunarians some... came. They brought the, they brought the red one with them. And that's why the sea split. To the west and the blue. Uh, I don't know about that. But it's also... Like the, like, the reason being, too, the Lunarians are said to survive in any environment. Why wouldn't they survive on the moon, too? true and they just wanted this planet for themselves and they came here yeah they were like yo we just don't want to deal with the racism anymore let's just bounce so that's always been my headcanon for me personally my bad bro you broke up so much i couldn't hear it i think it'll be that if lucy finds the piece find out the red line isn't what they think it is. It's actually a ship. And that's how the here. You said the red line is a ship? Yeah. People think the red line is a old rock. That's the concept of it. But Oda is known for like, throwing you something and you see. So what if you're looking at the red line? Oh, it's a big landmass. It has to be a landmass. But yeah my bad bro you're just breaking up so much and i can't i, I can't hear anything you're saying i apologize yeah you just cut completely out now <laughs> hey listen i i appreciate the call man thank you for calling thank you for finding us on youtube as well i'm, I'm so sorry that you keep cutting in and out He just hung up. All right. Yeah. Listen, if you watch this video back, man, you'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's basically saying that the sea was the red line was a ship. Also, no spoilers, guys. No 1085 spoilers. I'm just going to have the mods ban you. Uh, anybody else calling? Yeah, guys, if you want to call up, the phone number's up top. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece talk. Who are you and how are you? Man, you'll see what I'm talking about.
Uh, oh, hi. Um, name's Angeline. I'm doing good. Uh, I kind Wait, of I didn't even ask how you were doing, Angeline. <laughs> I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? How's um, everything? <laughs> Thank you for calling. <laughs> no problem. Um, I was just watching your podcast. I guess there's a delay. Uh, I first found you guys on TikTok. That was, they were really, like, all your TikToks are really interesting. I think they're fun. Oh, thank you. Um, Arigato. <laughs> um, I'm up to the point of Wano, like, right, like, as they're in the Oni Island, that's where I'm at at the moment. Mm -hmm. But I think my question to you would be, what did you, so far, what do you like better, post-time skip or pre-time skip? Ah, oh, that is such a good question. Ah. <laughs> I feel like some people are going to hate me for this, but it's pre-time skip. I think without a doubt, there's, it's like... you right. Oh, yo, it's 100%, girl. Listen to me. One, My favorite moments in One Piece has never been like the person punching the other person in the face or anything that crazy with fights right for me it was always just the straw hats being the straw hats being on the ship chilling being themselves showing each personality that they have laughing at the stupid things that Usopp chopper and luffy decide to do randomly because they're just so childish and then nami yelling at them or zoro just like working out and robin just chilling on the side reading a book like there was just always things i loved seeing pre-time skip and it just felt good when all the straw hats were there and then I feel like ever since Saba Odi Archipelago, the Straw Hats just haven't been with each other. And when they are, they're usually separated on the island. So it's like we don't get any of that anymore. And for me, that takes away the one of the things I love about One Piece. Uh, but what about you? What do, what do you think? Um, I feel the same way. Like whenever I see clips of One Piece get into my feed, it's always of those like iconic moments of like, robin reading a book on a rainy day and then luffy scooting over to robin and everyone's just like oh my god is he interested in reading like that that moment like that kind of interaction or like Z uh, zoro swinging across the vine doing the tarzan <laughs> stuff like that um and i definitely feel like now post time skip they're just playing into an archetype that that their characters are officially set and that their character growth is over. And I feel like that's not the case. I feel like their character growth shouldn't be over, especially when you have Usopp and the Giants and you have, you still have Sanji looking for the all blue. They still have these dreams. And like, I don't see that. I, I, I'm hearing like all this stuff about One Piece at the moment. I'm like, is, is Usopp ever going to go to the land of the Giants? Like, I'm, I'm wondering, especially with, Oda coming out saying he expects it to be finished in three years. And I'm like, but there's so much left. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. I feel like I'm seeing more of these side characters and I'm just like, but I want to see the crew. I know. And listen, me and you basically feel the same way. I mean, it, it was really disappointing. So how far are you in Wano? If you don't mind me asking, like, um, like what's the last thing you saw? The last thing I saw is Chopper working on the cure. Okay. Um, what can I say without spoiling? I already know a little bit about like Joy Boy and stuff. I have a little bit of the spoilers, which is fine. Okay. Um, so 
The, the side character thing that you've been feeling doesn't get better in Wano. If anything, the importance gets put more onto like the main three, like Sanji, Zoro, and Luffy, because we're facing Yonkos, right? Like Big Mom's there, Kaido's there. So that means like the big heavy hitters are going to come out. And basically the rest of the crew is probably going to have to take a little seat back in order to like let these things play out. But like people like Brooke, who had a very huge amount of importance on Whole Cake Island, which I think he was like the MVP of, um, you don't see too much of him in Wano. And Usopp too, uh, which I'm pretty sure you're starting to see as well. Um, it does bring up the question, does Usopp ever make it to Elbaf? And I think that's a really good question to ask and also to feel. Because even where we're at in the manga, I don't, I'm not too confident we get to see Usopp at Elbaf. That's heartbreaking because he's the goat. <laughs> Wait, you're an Usopp fan? I love Usopp. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, Hold on, are you a Buggy fan too? Yeah, Buggy, Buggy's <sighs> so much fun. Oh my god. If you talk god. to anyone, any girl who loves One Piece, they think he's very hot. <laughs> Ooh, Buggy? Yeah. They they think Not buggy's hot. I'm a big law fan, but lots of girls love buggy. I've, maybe I'm just missing all these girls that like buggy because I just found <laughs> I just find nonstop dudes. <laughs> really, uh, it's on my for you page because they're just and it's like a guilty pleasure whenever they confess to it as well. Yeah, that's so crazy. I've always Especially, heard. Ooh, so did you see? Outfit. Did you see the episode that we had Gia Girardi on? Or do you know who that is? Mm, she's like a, a she's like a like a famous cosplayer, and she loves One Piece. She just started like her YouTube uh, thing talking about like why people should watch One Piece and stuff like that. And she has like this little uh, NSFW folder of like law, but there was no buggy. Like she was like you know. Oh. Yeah, so I, I I'm in the sort. I, I thought I had the thought process that most guys don't have like those type of folders, just women do. But they're usually all of Law and Ace. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because my sister's a big Zoro fan. Oh yeah, Zoro. <laughs> yo, I had so I had two ex girlfriends who loved Zoro for some reason. Mm -hmm. I never got it, but I, I get it now though. He's like <laughs> he's like the guy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the strong silent type, definitely. Yeah, the strong silent Not type. Silent. So yeah. what are so since you're in Wano right now, what are you looking to see um, happen? Like what are what are the things you're hoping to see? Uh, so because I really like that pre time skip feel where I get the crew, I'm kind of just wanting it to be over. Okay. Because I feel like Oda always saves kind of those interactions between arcs where they go on like a mini adventure somewhere and then they can like do like a mini step house. Like he's kind of done it. Mm -hmm. um, but since now, cause I feel like post time skip, we're getting the payout. That's what this is. We're getting the satisfaction that they have these power ups and that we're trying to get answers and that that's kind of what it feels like. I mm -hmm. feel like we're kind of rushing ahead with the story. Mm. And I just kind of want to like, that's what I'm looking forward after Wano is just like a little step back. A little step back. That's but... funny that you say that because I've always complained about Wano. Wano's like one of those arcs for me where uh, 
there's a lot of good, but there's a ton of bad. And the bad sometimes over gets overshadowed because everybody's like used to like the fireworks and everything that's happening around them. So it's very interesting you've said that and you haven't even gone through completely of what Wano is. And it, I'm just going to say that's that's very interesting. So, mm-hmm. but who's your uh, favorite I character? Your favorite character? Yeah. Robin, hands down. Robin, hands down? Mm-hmm. I love Robin. Did you... Definitely because that story of One Piece definitely pinned me down, which was um, Water 7. Mm-hmm. With the going Mary, with Robin, and like the the tear jerking of her wanting to, I guess pursue her dream because that's what it's all about, right? Pursuing your dream, yeah. Um, for everybody, and then you get to see Usopp there and him, his character growth, all that stuff. But I think Robin, one, she's hot. We <laughs> 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 we always got that. Yeah. Um, and two, she's she's fun. She's interesting. She had this whole thing with the revolutionaries mm-hmm. that she's kind of just keeping to herself, and she's just going along with the ride. And I'm just like, how much do you actually know, Robin? So I have a question for you. So sorry to keep you, but like, I barely speak to females like on the show. So no worries. Here's a. So you remember that Robin went to Alabasta, right? And she read the pony glyph. Mm -hmm. Do you think when she said that? When that pony glyph was read out loud and she spoke to Neptune and said that the, the pony glyph on Alabasta pointed her to Skypea, I think. Was it Skypea or did Skypea point them down to Fishman Island? I don't think she's ever said what was on Alabasta's pony glyph, right? Like, am I missing it? I thought it was the, the destruction cannon thingy. Oh, Pluton. <laughs> I forgot what it was called. Pluton, Pluton. Yeah, Pluton, yeah. Do you think that was the only thing that was said? Do you th- or do you think there was more to like more that she read on the Void Century? I don't know. I feel like if she read more, she would have said more. Like, how much information are really on these poneglyphs, right? Like, <laughs> the, 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 their priority would definitely be these world-ending <laughs> weapons and where their locations would be. Imagine like, they wouldn't go in depth of like who the people were, right? There, it's not like a history book. It's like, there's this really big, there's a, there's a weapon and that's all you need to know. Yeah, it's like, it's a weapon, like Pluton's a weapon and then Joy Boy's favorite food was like a hot dog. And it's like, why do exactly. I need to know that? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I hope you continue to enjoy Wano. Uh, there's a lot of pretty things in Wano. You haven't gotten to Odin yet, right? Yeah, I've forgotten all the Odin stuff. Yeah. What do you think about Odin? That's a good question. Um, hmm. I feel like... Hmm. <laughs> That's really hard. Um, I, I think Odin's in- cool, but I felt like he wasn't necessary. Like, I don't know the purpose behind Odin. Ooh, that's a hot take. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I really didn't see, like, why he was important. And he, like, he made him so overpowered. Like, the only reason he lost to Kaido was because he was 
protecting his family, something like that. Like he was so overpowered, and then he, uh, it's kind of like Uta from the movie. Ooh, you're comparing Odin to Uta? Damn, yo, this is gonna yeah. be a spicy TikTok reel, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know because was he not hard boiled enough? Been praised for thinking in the long run. Oda has been hyped for his creativity and that that like he had always planned it to be this way mm -hmm. but for those two characters i feel like he pushed them in that they weren't in the plan you know and mm -hmm. i feel like he added them because he wanted i don't know I, he was trying to go for something different mm -hmm. for ode odin yeah i think it was kind of like wish fulfillment you know because wano is a big praise and a big homage to obviously his culture um, mm -hmm. as a person who's Japanese. Um, and I, I don't know. That's interesting. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, don't don't read Maybe chat. He purpose. Don't... He's the cool guy that he wanted, that he thought up and he wanted to play out in his world. <laughs> oh my God. Don't read chat, by the way. Do, do not read the YouTube chat. Just... Just saying, because they're they're probably all upset that you're saying this right now. <laughs> but I'm, I love I'm it. Genuinely interested. Like, who, what do they think Odin is for? Like, how does he play? Why is he important? <laughs> who do you think is more important? Do you think Odin's more important or Kid? Oh, Kid! Oh, I feel so bad for Kid. Um, <laughs> probably Odin, sadly, <laughs> just because Kid. I feel like Law had more important than Kid. His kid got kid got got stuck in jail for a while. That's it. He got beat up and then he got stuck in jail. Yo, listen, 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 listen. Please do not read live chat. <laughs> <laughs> they but all they want. That's fine. Listen, I get like, hate like every, every day. Law helped take down Doflamingo. What did Kid do? Listen, keep going. You can keep going if you want. <laughs> um, I thought I something, which was like, kid has red hair, so he's like the kid of Shanks. And I'm like, aren't we kind of reaching for the stars a little bit? Oh, they be reaching for other planets. They ain't reaching for stars. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate you so much. Thank you for watching. Thank you for calling, by the way, too. I really do appreciate it. I love you guys' stuff. It's fun to watch. I just need to catch up so I can actually understand half the things you guys are saying. Yeah, you will. Are you? Would you ever read like the manga? I absolutely would. The thing is, um, I'm watching it with my sister. So oh, what happened wow. was, yeah, I got into Crazy. it like early on, like early, late high, middle school, early high school. Okay. Binge watched the entire summer, caught up, and I was reading the manga, and then I got my sister into it. So she started the beginning while I was like caught up with the manga. Oh. And so I had to stop because we were watching it together and now we're just watching it together and we're just trying to find time to share that experience and just kind of have days where we just binge watch the episodes together. That's the best way to watch One Piece, by the way, to binge it with somebody. Like that's one of the things that people like sort of gravitate towards us for because not a lot of people have that chance or that experience to like experience like they just don't so they'll like have it in the discord and they'll talk amongst each other right but i had the the privilege like you do to watch it with like 
you know, my friends. Like, I watched it with Sebastian. Um, I think I started watching it by myself until, like, episode 60. And then I started watching it with Sebastian from that point on. And I can't tell you enough how much One Piece was better because he was there and we were both like in shock or like we're both reacting at the same time or like we're both trying to guess like what happens next and it's like a it's like a thing you should enjoy with somebody else if you have the opportunity so count yourself very lucky because we get so much all the time in the discord like oh we just don't have friends to discuss this with so we're lucky girl believe me super lucky yeah it's good so much fun yeah but um Thank you so much again. Hope to hear from you again. And then, uh, you know, if anything, join the Discord. We have two mods uh, that are females too, and they're they're wonderful, Hime and Chestnut. So, heck yeah! All, All right, right then. Have a good day. You too. Bye bye. All right, let's do it again, guys. It's so nice to talk to a female voice. <laughs> Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece Talk. Who are you and how are you? They hung up? Ah, uh, you guys hung up? That's crazy. <laughs> they don't want to talk to me. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece Talk. Who are you and how are you? Yo, it's Jarhead. What's up, man? Jarhead, what's up, man? How you doing? Good. It's my first time calling in. I just want to ask you two questions, I guess. Go ahead for it. Uh... So I got into you guys from seeing Garp was on Fraud Watch, and I was so <laughs> angry about it that I just immediately joined the Discord, hopped in the community. And so, like, if you see the first DDT I'm on, I'm heated because I'm like, dude, this guy said Garp's on Fraud Watch, and my first DDT was, like, the super mid-tier. And then all of them, like, destroyed Kimimon. I was, I was crying a little bit. I <laughs> but anyway, I was going to ask you, who do you think, I know a couple people in chat are already, already going to be like, we already know, but who do you think's on Fraud Watch? And then the next question super simple. Who's your, like, favorite character? Uh, Fraud Watch right now is Mihawk. Mm -hmm. And okay. I think it's rightly so. And then I think the second person is Dragon, for sure. I think that both of these characters right now happen to display nothing that accounts for how much importance they're supposed to have on the story. Or who they're supposed to be compared to. I think these two people for sure are on Fraud Watch. But I know at the end of the day, the story is going to pay them off. It's just they haven't. They really haven't. Even when they had times to show up, they just haven't. Um, the third person, I think it's still on Fraud Watch, but he's not really, is Blackbeard. I think only people who think he's above and beyond the average norm of what he actually is makes him on Fraud Watch. So those are like the kid fans, the Marco fans and such. Um, they're very, yeah. very, very similar. And then um, my favorite character, I have two. And they're, they're very much the same like in terms of likability for me. It's Ace and Anel. Okay. Those are, I actually I like Anel's abilities, but I don't really care for his character. But let's hear it. I want to hear this. Yeah, so Ace is just basically me. I've mentioned this before. Um, yeah, I was hearing that in the stream. Yeah, yeah. I love fire. I usually have my shirt off too, and I just be, I'm like, I, I basically I do everything that he does, and then it turns out that Anel also has his shirt off, but Anel has like that, that I wouldn't say I have a god complex, but I would say that I'm very confident, the same way he was confident. It's just mm -hmm. he was overly confident because he was ignorant, and I got knowledge. So, um, yeah. 
both of these characters just emulate something incredible as characters. Where Anel was very, um, he was a good villain for the Skypea arc, but he was also the only villain that's ever won against the Straw Hats. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. Ace, um, I think Ace's character just feeling like, what's what's the what's the reason for him living and trying to find that i think everybody in human history has always needed a dream or a reason to keep living or a reason Mm -hmm. to feel like their life was worth it i think once we you know not enough people talk about that part about ace because they like to make fun of him for the donut that he received but ultimately his character was a very tragic character his his character is more tragic than probably a lot of people in one piece and that's the ultimate question that everybody can relate to was my life worth living? And I think at the end of our lifetimes, we're all going to ask each other that question too. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. But what about you? What's your favorite character? Oh, I'm so happy that you asked me this. Uh, so I actually love Roger, and I'm going to go into a little bit of a spiel like you did. I low-key like, wish I was like Luffy, but I, I'll never – like. My goal, I started thinking about it, like I got into one piece and my whole goal in life was to be like as happy as Luffy. And then I saw Roger and I was like, wait, why don't I just go to the source? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I started like when we first saw Roger, I was like, oh my God, watching him like run past his two basically best friends when they see Odin and they're scared and he's just smiling. Like, I don't know, first time in a long time I've seen something like in an animation that warmed my heart. I was like, odds, oh, you know, he's got this. But the one quote or like, I guess a quote that I made up uh, that was really sad was when I was describing this character to my girlfriend, Roger, I was like, this man deserves the world and he died right before he got it. And mm-hmm. he's happy that he, he doesn't even, he doesn't even care. Like he's, he died with a smile on his face. He really did. He like smiled and told everyone that like your biggest dreams can be real if you go out there, you know, and he smiled. And he didn't even get the reward that he deserves. Like anybody in that entire world of One Piece who truly knows Roger goes, he deserves everything. Yeah, I mean, he's such a kind-hearted person. And he didn't get it. Like if we're honest, like he kind of died right before he could get it, you know. And I think that's kind of like a cool, weird thing about One Piece where he showed that he actually like loved life so much that he could die happy. You know, it doesn't even matter that he got the rewards all that. He's just like, yep, I'm good. And I, I hope I could be like that someday, you know? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, the lady that just called up, uh, Angeline, mm-hmm. she said, we were talking about pre-time skip One Piece. And you remind me of what I love about One Piece most, too. And it was funny because I used to watch the anime, like, all the time. And I've watched it twice. So I finished up at Marine Ford, and then I watched it again past Marine Ford to Fishman Island. And the one thing I've always realized about Luffy, which is somewhat like how you feel, was the amount mm-hmm. of carefree he felt and how much of life he enjoyed uh, on the go. And even right before he was about to get murked by Buggy and Loketown, he smiled in the face of death and told everybody like, you know, oh, uh-oh, like I'm, I'm gone. But he yeah, still smiled. So it was like... Luffy always had this courage that I I guess I couldn't find at a certain point where I was just like, man, like, you just got to live life to that degree where you just got to smile every day. You know the end's going to come eventually. It's just when it does, keep smiling. 
Like, don't mm-hmm. care about the little stuff. You know, the big stuff are going to happen. Life's a roller coaster. And you just got to figure out, like, how to just pass through it and just still uh, keep that smile on. So it was like, and plus the adventure effect of always having an adventure and always having something interesting about life to be excited about. And that's what, like, Luffy was, too. And it seems like Roger was like that a lot. But I will mm-hmm. tell you this. It's going to be very interesting when we find out why Roger decided to have himself executed. Yeah. I can't wait to get that reason, bro. Because it's never made sense to me. He had he had a kid on the way. He had Rouge. Uh, he was in love. He had the crew he always wanted. And he still said, you know what? I'm just going to give it up all up and announce the One Piece is real. Like, I don't know if that's the exact reason guy, he did I it. I got an idea. Oh, speak your idea. What is it? Um, I don't know. I just kind of feel, I sound cringe because I say I want to be like him. But if I was him, I kind of look at the table and I go, I went to where I needed to go. I discovered everything. And let's be honest, Roger knows he's not really Joy Boy, you know? Mm-hmm. And like that, like in my, in my canon of Roger, he had a little moment where he had a little cry. He know, he wasn't like the guy who could, even though he wanted to be. You know, he knew his time wasn't there, like, and it was really sad. But you know what he could do, though? He could go out with a bang, maybe. And I don't know if this is fully true, because I'm really crazy. You know, all of them are crazy. But saving his crew by getting kind of the Marines off them by saying, I'll turn myself in, uh, leave my crew alone, um, leave my family alone. Then he goes, also, let me be publicly executed. So then he could tell the world about, you know, their dreams aren't a lie. Mm-hmm. So that's like the biggest thing. And I mean, like everyone always jokes about Whitebeard, but that's the biggest turn in uh, history in One Piece is when he said the One Piece is real, you know? Yeah. Uh, stuff like that, you know? It, it's, I think he did that for, it sounds horrible, but like he knew he would, it doesn't matter if he even lived his full life. Like he, he's like, his death is the inspiration. Kind of like when you're talking about Ace's death, like if without Ace's death, I don't think we would have Luffy the way he is now, you know? Oh, and like course. it sucks, but I think that's it was a needed thing, and I think he in some weird like if you want to go really cool about it, maybe he had some extreme future sight. And he goes, maybe this is what the world needs. Like I just need to die, you know. Um. Yeah. The only problem I would have with that, to be honest, <laughs> it would follow the bad dad. It. It'd be the bad dad trend. The the bad dad yeah. trend. Like I can't have him being like, yo. Let me give the world this special treasure, but not my son, who clearly True. might need me. <laughs> True. I'm I always telling kind of you, feel bro. weird about him and his son. I, I don't know why he, they always give them bad dads. I don't know. Maybe he does have a better reason. Listen. But that's like my theory. Roger, Roger seemed like he would have been a good dad, bro. Because he even spoke about mm-hmm. Ace finding the One Piece. Like He was like, yo, my son, yo, is going to be the best dude ever. You'll watch. And they were like, all oh, right, yeah. let's let's watch. And then, you know, Rayleigh's like, you know, your son's getting executed, but I'm not going to do anything except sit on this island. <laughs> so I really don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're just going to yeah. have to find out. But I, I, I hope that Oda does give us some insight into Roger's state of mind. Like, he shows us oh, yeah. with Rouge being pregnant or finding out that she's pregnant. And then he's like, yo, I have to decide on what I want to do. Either it be like in um, like an OVA. Or like in a movie, like a short snippet or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, just let us get into the mind of Roger because I think anytime Roger is in the show, the show immediately goes from like an eight to a, a twelve out of ten. Yeah, yeah. It's just like yep. Roger is like somebody that 
we necessarily still want to see. We don't want his journey to be over, even though it's over already. That's like, I, I love that so much because like, it's like I said, Roger kind of knows he isn't Joy Boy, but to us, he low-key is Joy Boy. Like anytime we see him, we freak out, dude. He's like one of the best characters. Yeah. I love him, man. Well, well did you hear my, my Joy Boy candidates theory or no? Like I got to listen to that. I love that idea. I also, I brought, I had that kind of same idea for my girlfriend. I was telling her about that and I was like, I think there are like candidates and some of them can make it and some of them can't. All right. So... I'll tell you that I have a personal channel called A.O. Larry. It's mm-hmm. called the Joy Boy Theory. And basically I stated that there's two Joy Boys throughout history at all times. And then uh, I linked up with Parvision to help me out with something. And then we ended up discussing how many uh, of these candidates there might have been for the Joy Boy of the Dawn and the Joy Boy of the Dusk and who mm-hmm. qualified for each one. And you'll probably like it. I'll probably uh, have one of the mods send it into the live chat on YouTube. But it's a damn good theory, if I may say so myself. So, <laughs> Can I squeeze in uh, two things real quick? Before? Yeah. I, I don't want to take up your time. No, no, no. Go ahead, um, man. Uh, I, got, I just wanted to say my fraud watches because I, I think you'll like oh, this. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I said, yeah. I have not watched much of you guys. But I'm trying to like hop. I hop in every DDT, as you can see. Uh, mm. But I, I guess I'll say the emotional thing afterwards, why I hop in. But... I just want to say the fraud watch is this is a hot take. Uh, well, the first one is is kid, obviously. Oh I yeah, little, for sure. I don't know. I talk about it a lot. I'm sorry, Finn. He's gonna be mad at me for saying this, but I still think he's. You know, I feel a little bit weird about his writing, and I feel a little bit weird about his character. We'll settle that towards the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a big hot take. Law, I think law a little bit. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, just a little bit, like. People like I may, I guess it's because I think people overhype him. I think he's strong and he's powerful and he's like advanced the show. But right now, he kind of just like I feel like he should be way pow- more powerful than what he is. But I feel like maybe his emotions with his past and stuff is still affecting him with his like self esteem. It feels like he's still not like using his full. Like I don't think he should have lost the Blackbeard. He's too intelligent to me. Like you know what I mean? His intelligence is crazy. So <sighs> I just think. You know, I don't I know. Think it's kind of weird. I don't know the whole story of Blackbeard either, though, because I'm still anime. But that's what I've been hearing, and I I think Law is cool, but uh-huh. I don't think he's as powerful as everyone, you know, as everyone says he is. Because everyone's like, oh, he's way better than Kid, and I'm like, yeah, I think they're about equal. And everyone thinks I'm crazy for saying that. But, yeah. I mean, it'd be kind of cool if maybe they teamed up because they both got wiped. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Who knows? I think uh, I think you need to wait on Law. Law is very intelligent. Mm-hmm. He has like a top five devil fruit in the game. His, I'm saying. his devil fruit allows him not to have the need of hockey to a degree. And what I mean by that is like he doesn't need Rio because his ability can do certain things that Rio does, like Gamma Knife. You remember when it, he hit yeah. like Doflamingo with it? Doflamingo couldn't yeah. move after that happened. You know what I'm saying? And also he can like teleport and he can change matter at will. Yeah, he's smart, man. It, listen, like, his his ability, he can even switch personalities. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that that's something that hockey would never be able to do to a certain degree, that his abilities can. So I would say that he is very devil fruit dependent, but for his devil fruit, it's okay. And yeah. if he adds hockey, which I won't spoil anything, but if he ends up doing more hockey stuff, you'll realize like he's actually not on Fraud Watch. It's actually Kid. <laughs> even yeah, where we I, even where we are right now, it's still Kid. 
Can I say one thing? I'll let you go. Yeah, yeah. Like I was talking to people about this and like a lot of people get mad because I bring up personality a lot, but I don't like bringing up personality. I just think it's, I, I always bring up stuff that's ignored. I've ended up finding it out that like in games I play, what is needed, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like sitting here, I'm like, what in this argument is being ignored? And I always bring up, they're like, oh, well, I, I hope this isn't you know, like whatever for what kid did with Shanks. But they were like, you know, he did this. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe he shouldn't have, like, maybe I know this sounds crazy because he's a hardhead, but maybe he should have changed his mind instead of dying, you know? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It could be crazy. And then I was like, maybe he should research. And they're like, kid ain't that type of person. I said, okay, then I'm sorry. I hate to say it, then die. That's how the C's work. Like, you look at all these other people and they read the newspaper about what's going on. And if you think you can pull up on, you know, you couldn't pull up by yourself against kaido you couldn't pull up by yourself against big mom which is fine that's fine but what makes you think you can do that now you know what i mean so i i don't know it, somebody said it was the writing and maybe it is but i think it's him doing that on purpose to be like see this is what happens when you're too hard-headed and you don't think straight you know i you know i want to agree but i don't think it was the writing for kid mm-hmm. i just think that a lot of people use narration of being a rival to Luffy to push their agendas of why Kid was much more important than he actually was. So when mm-hmm. we look at it from the general aspect, he was never going to make it far because hockey was needed. So anytime you're too devil fruit dependent, and this was proven with Ace, my favorite character, you're mm-hmm. never going to go far in the seas. You need to have some hockey feats to a degree in order to compete with the best of the best. So anytime you verse like a person like Shanks or like Garp or like Luffy right now and you're solely dependent on your devil fruit or devil fruits, you're always going to get bodied regardless. And that was proven even with Law's devil fruit, even Law's devil fruit being a top five devil fruit. He couldn't do certain Mm -hmm. things to Kaido. He couldn't like move Kaido or move like shambles Kaido or Big Mom because their hockey was too strong. So yeah. just going off of that aspect, no matter how far Kid got, if he versed one of the top tiers in the show who are actually strong, he was never going to make it. So if he versed Katakuri, if he versed somebody like King, you know, if he versed somebody like, I would even say Marco, I don't think there would have been anything that he could really do because those first commanders are so fluent in their devil fruits and some of them have awakenings, but also the hockey factor is right there. So he was kind of like wasted of having this conquer his hockey because he just couldn't use it. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So, and I'll I'll say this to dip real quick because I know I've taken up a lot of time. Uh, for the first time in my entire life, uh, I joined the DDT and like a bunch of bad stuff was happening in my life, like horrible, like crazy, like life changing stuff in literally one day. And uh, I, I couldn't, I, I never been able to like distract myself, but I joined the DDT and I completely, I, for the first time ever, I, I completely forgot where I was like for the first time ever. So I just wanted to, I, if you can show that to the rest of the crew, cause I appreciate what you guys do for this. Oh man, that, that really melts my heart, man. Thank you so much. And I'm glad that we could provide that for you. And I know that if Sebastian was here, because it is Sebastian's thing, he would, yeah. that would mean the world to him. So from, from well, yeah, him so to me, trip, I would bro. say, thank you. Like, he would say thank you too for just joining. Yeah, I I, I really appreciate it because like I, I like you guys said earlier, I don't really have anybody to talk to. I'm trying to get my girlfriend into it, but you know she's got pants in the relationship right now, so she makes all the money. But yeah, I just be funny and I just appreciate it because sometimes I do gotta 
put some stress on my shoulders and I didn't know how to deal with it. I was yeah. just like, I guess I'll just sit here. And I saw you guys. I was like, mm, I'll join. I'll join. And I just, for three to, I even stayed after at like till like six hours. It felt like, and I was like, I don't even, I guess I go to bed. I didn't even, you know, it felt like a kid playing black ops zombies again. <laughs> yeah. So that's the wonderful thing about our discord is that we have a lot of people who have very similar situations or if not worse, you know, and just the fact that we can get all you guys together and we let everybody know from the jump, like this discord is not like one of those crazy discords. Like we're here to like make each other feel better, but also to challenge each other. And that challenge mm -hmm. could be in many good forms. It's never in a bad form where it's like disrespectful because the mods usually handle that. But listen, man, keep chilling in the discord, keep receiving that good energy. And, you know, things are definitely going to turn around because storms don't last forever, bro. Oh, yeah. And I like sitting in them storms and smiling, just like you said, man. Yeah. But thank you so much, man. I appreciate you calling and I appreciate the conversation. No, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate all you guys do. You know what I mean? But yeah, I'll let you go. I'll go back to sitting in the chat and you'll see me in Discord and you might see me in the DDT again. All right. <laughs> Hopefully we see you in the DDT. So. Well, I'm always in the DDT. I'm saying about you. Sometimes you're busy. I see you uh, going yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But when you're in there, you change the tides every time. I'm like, God, <laughs> man. Because I'm that guy, it's bro. Like you pull up. You, you're like shanks sometimes. They're like, yeah, we're done with this. I'm like, okay. All right. I didn't want to do it. Listen, man, when you're dealing with Seb all day and he's just constantly <laughs> contradicting himself, I have to come in, bro. So. I get you. But all right. I'll see you later, man. All right, hey, man. Jack, for real. Yeah. Have a good night, man. You too, man. See ya. Right, see ya. Guys, we're going to take one more call and then um, I think we can probably take two more calls. Oh, Strahd, thank you for the gifted memberships. Arigato. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from That One Piece Talk. Who are you and how are you? Hello, my name is Noah. Hey, what's up, Noah? How's it going, man? Not much. Just been watching your live, first live I've actually been able to sit down and watch. Oh, watch yeah. All the videos. Oh, man, thank you. And what's crazy, the guys are not even here. You just got me. Yeah, I know. It's great. Thank you. One of my favorite ones. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. What's up, man? Talk to me. What's your question? So, uh, it's been in my head since the Lanarians were first brought up. Mm -hmm. What would be? What do you think the possibility of Emu being a Lanarian is? Mm. You know what? You know what's crazy? I had a theory on my personal channel that said that Emu might be a Birkin. That's not a bad one either. You you want to know why? I would I wouldn't mind hearing it. So, um You remember the scientist um Oh, what's this guy's name? I forgot his name. Fuck. Uh it's a it's the guy with the the that Nami went to go see on Wethria. Um Hedidas? Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. He's a Birkin. They created an artificial island with um the weather ball under it so the weather balls are something that they grow in crops as well and it helps uh things rain so they know basically anything about weather right then we saw anel yeah. anel is also a birkin and he came from burka the city of burka not on the moon but uh another sky island he destroyed it but he had the common knowledge of doing things with weather like creating the ship, which is funny enough, the, the Noah ship. 
and uh, he created the ball, the 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 that huge atomic bomb, uh, Rigo, and he was about to send it through Skype and did so, and then he created an even bigger one, but Luffy like messed it up, right? But it looked like a weather ball, like it looked like a legit weather ball, the Rigo. Now, when we look at Emu and we saw him cross off Lelouchia, and then we saw Lelouchia have this uh, cloud-like thing hover over the city, and then it just rained down, I thought immediately it was a weather ball. And I was like, I, I feel like it just fits, right? Because you have Poseidon in the water, you have Pluton as a ship that sits on the water, and then you have Uranus, which is supposed to be a god of the sky, which would necessarily be what probably something in the sky that can rain down destruction so i was like yo it'd be crazy if emu was actually a birkin this whole time because uh on the moon there's a city of burka so i was like yo it'd be very interesting if the lunarians are called gods why wouldn't birkins be too especially if they seem like the dominant race on the moon so if he ended up being a birkin yeah. That would make sense as to why he could control Uranus and just make it rain whenever he wants to. And with both of them being considered basically gods, Emu could have gotten jealous of the fact that Lenarians could have gotten the bigger side of that and wiped him out. Yeah, because I had I had an I just said another theory, but is because I think that the Lunarians had a race war with all the other winged people. And that's why they they left to the Blue Sea. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, so it's like I mean, it could go either way, to be honest. Like, I, I feel like Oda has so many routes he could choose to go with Eam. And I think every single one of those would be okay, except Luffy's mom and Rocks. And I, and I think he's keeping it vague for a reason. I mean, like, yeah. He's got something huge planned with Eam. I hope so. But I, I hope it's not to the point where it overshadows Blackbeard. True. Cause I, I need I don't, I don't see Blackbeard being the final rival of One Piece though. I know like the final fight. I know. A lot I, of people are saying being, that. I see him being like the second fi the final fight because you know, him and Luffy are gonna fight to get the one piece, but I see Shanks I don't think Shanks is after the One Piece. I think Shanks is gonna fight Luffy as the final battle to see if he's able to obtain the one piece <laughs> basically as like a final test for him mm -hmm. damn and that's how i see the end of the series going that's that's so funny man as much as people love blackbeard it's crazy that the doubt of blackbeard being the final villain happens to be getting even bigger and bigger as the days go on because there's a lot of people I that think blackbeard i haven't liked blackbeard since he showed up in the anime <laughs> I'll put his ass on Crowder Watch day one. <laughs> Listen, he, he he was cool when he got first introduced, man. He was dropping bombs, man. He was talking about dreams and, you know, who cares? You know, like, go after them. He kind of, like, influenced Luffy to keep going for Scott Allen. Yeah, but I've been watching anime all, since I was, like, three. And so I've been, like, seeing everything forward and i'm like there's something up with blackbeard like he's not gonna be this cool of a character i mean kind of cool he's just weird bro. and when he flipped around and killed ace <laughs> that just solidified the 
well, turned Ace in, it solidified the conclusion, yeah, I shouldn't have liked him from the beginning. I knew it. <laughs> Listen, I guarantee he's going to live up to the hype for sure. I do, I definitely do think so. Just watch. I just think that right now for me, I, I want Blackbeard to be the final villain. And I think that anybody that comes after Blackbeard and hasn't had the importance uh, that he's had on Luffy, uh, I, I personally wouldn't like Akainu. I wouldn't like Eam. But Shanks would be a good one, but I don't think Shanks necessarily fits the opposite end of the coin the same way Blackbeard does for Luffy. I think we need to realize like Blackbeard is the antith antithesis to uh luffy's journey overall like he's gonna be the guy that he has to push through in order to get his dream shanks is probably just the person oh. that probably would get taken out before he even gets to meet him oh i mean i believe that as villain wise yeah he, blackbeard will be luffy's final adversary and his greatest adversary i just don't think it'll be the final fight i think that'll be shanks as a test for Luffy to get the One Piece. But as villain goes, Blackbeard will be the final villain of the art of the series. Yeah. I agree. But listen, man, I appreciate you calling up, man. It was really fun having you on. No, thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh if you haven't joined the are you in the Discord or no? I am not. I planned on join, joining today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Join that, man. We can talk One Piece all day. Me, Seb, everybody, we're usually in there. Lawrence and Lionel are not in there. They just don't mess with technology. No, I feel that. A lot of people don't nowadays. Yeah. But thank you, man. I hope you enjoy the rest of your night, and I'll talk to you later. You too. Yeah. Later. No, you could just... Later, man. All right. That's the end of the calls for today. You can take the number off, Steve. Uh, listen, guys, thank you so much. Um, I'll be honest. I was like, yo, should I run this show this week? I was like, yo, I don't know, because it feels weird not having my brothers here. And I was like, yo, I usually do this at home, like on Twitch. I'll just like chill out while I'm editing videos to put on TikTok and stuff. And I was like, damn, man, like. Should I even do an episode? But then I was like, nah, I got to do an episode. Because um, ultimately, I can do this. Ultimately, I want to keep being there for you guys. Uh, I like being consistent. I like showing consistency. It puts trust into your community. And also, it shows that, you know, we do definitely do care. And the reason I'm here today is because I was able to be. And the guys weren't. So even with that being said, I feel like this episode was so so different like it was so different from any other episodes that we've had before the fact that i got to talk to so many of you and have like a conversation like i'm gonna tell you right now y'all made one piece better for me today because <laughs> you know i was thinking about things that i usually don't even think about with the guys like you guys were just giving me these ideas which i'm gonna have to now look back at and when i'm editing videos and i'm posting them i'm gonna be like yo that was a dope idea that i just had so I just want to say thank you for the, the never-ending support from all you guys, for always being here every week, uh, the, the many gifted subs that I saw, the super chats. Thank you for being patient with me because I got to do everything, as you can see. Usually I have Seb here working with me. I have Lawrence here working with me, but 
you know, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you again for always being there for us. Um, there's a lot of good things to look forward to. We have the DDT uh, this week. I think it's episode 34 of the DDT. We're going to have it at on Thursday at 6.30. I have to make sure with Seb, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be this Thursday because he's trying to get Lawrence and Lionel to come on as well. Um I just received two from the broker. He says, sorry, couldn't get through. Larry, you did awesome. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you. And here, I'm thinking that you guys were going to come at me nonstop. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the roast of Larry. I swear. I was like, yo, these guys. I, I told Sebastian. I was like, yo. I was like, I'm on the phone with him. I'm like, yo, these guys are going to roast the hell out of me, dog. And he was like, yeah, they probably are. And I was like, yeah. But I was like, yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold it down though. They can't roast me. And he was like, nah, they can't. But they are. So expect it. And like I didn't get no roast at all. Nobody came. So that's love, man. That's love. But thank you guys. Much love. I hope you have a very, very successful day or night. And I will definitely see you on the DDT on Thursday, because I'll definitely be there. So anyway, this is that one piece talk. My name is Larry. Lawrence, Lionel, Seb, Jana! Ha, ha, ha.